0: folks, and welcome to the Empowering Dietitians podcast, where each week I explore a different topic to help you feel more confident and connected to your work as a dietitian. I'm your host, Jess Surtikoff-Romola, a registered dietitian, dietitian supervisor, and owner of Empowering Dietitians, where I work with practitioners just like you who are tired of the status quo in our field and are ready to reclaim your confidence, passion, and purpose. Last week, I aired one half of of addressing a listener question that turned out to be so full of nuance that I decided to split it into two parts. Last week, we chatted about boundaries and creating structure and routine without making it overly rigid. Today, I want to address residual burnout as a business owner, particularly in the early stages of both burnout recovery and business building. Enjoy. Welcome back to this exceptionally long-winded answer to a listener's question. One thing that I hope this has illustrated is how complex these questions are. When it comes to supervision, very little is black and white, and so it's difficult for me to give quick tips and answers. That's another reason why I don't supervise or coach through emails or DMs. You saw in last week's episode, and you'll see it again today, that much of what I have to say is in the form of questions digging deeper, peeling the layers back, and helping you see the situation from different angles. And as I did last week, before we go into this episode, two reminders. One, this podcast does not replace individualized guidance, nor does it constitute a provider-client relationship. And two, this podcast was recorded out of order. Um, It was recorded in order, and then I decided to put it out of order. I originally wanted to tackle today's topic first, followed by last week's topic, but for lots of different reasons, it made sense to flip-flop them in the editing process. We are really putting my editing skills to the test here. Suffice it to say, there might be the occasional, like, I don't know, odd remark or something that feels a little out of place. I think I've done a pretty good job of smoothing it all out in editing, but if you know me at all, you know there's probably going to be something I overlooked because Perfection is a tool of the patriarchy and supremacy, and I'm not here for it. All right, so let's get back into it. For some context, this is the question that the dietitian originally posed, in case you missed it last week um, or forgot. So the question was, uh, do you have any suggestions on how I can get myself in a routine for working on my business? I don't have the same days off of my PRN job every week, and I'm also not a morning person. I'm struggling to motivate myself to get up at a decent hour. I'm also going back to the gym next week and feel anxious about this too, adding it into my workday. Any tips as a virtual RD business owner? Is this residual burnout and should I be concerned? We've already talked about routines and motivation. Today, I want to talk about that last part, residual burnout. um, And we'll also touch on the uh, gym piece as well. The short answer is, Uh, Yes, this is residual burnout, uh, and we really underestimate the toll that burnout has on us and the recovery process. So for example, uh, even in my six-month program, I don't expect dietitians who come in totally burnt out to leave feeling like hunky-dory. No, uh, they're probably still actively burnt out at that point. There's not conclusive research in this area, but the stats that I've mostly heard circulated um, and been able to pull up is that burnout can take anywhere from several months up to several years to recover from fully. Let me repeat that for you. Burnout can take several years to recover from and we are all collectively less than 3 years out from the start of the pandemic. So if you burnt out during the pandemic, there is a good chance that even if your situation improved very quickly and you took steps to alleviate that burnout almost immediately, there is a good chance that you're still struggling a bit. And if you're anything like most humans, and especially a lot of dietitians, or at least <laughs> maybe I shouldn't say humans in general, but for sure humans who have been socialized under capitalism, white supremacy, and patriarchy, we don't actually respond to burnout with nearly as much grace, compassion, and patience as it's due. As an aside, does anyone take bets on how long it's going to take me to bring up the trifecta of white supremacy, patriarchy, and capitalism? (laughs) I've made it several minutes in. Where are we now? Like, 5 6 minutes in to this episode um i feel like that's that's like really good for me <laughs> anyway a lot of times we sort of like half respond to burnout and that doesn't mean that we're making like insignificant changes a lot of times we do make really significant ones and i'll use myself as an example cuz i have absolutely experienced burnout i would actually argue that i'm i'm currently burnt out uh To some extent. Um, And I have been burnt out basically the whole year and arguably since the pandemic began. I don't, that's a whole other tangent of whether it's the same burnout or different burnout or like the nuances of my unique situation. But let's take the initial burnout, the burnout around the pandemic. So let's say that my burnout started in 2020. In March of 2020, the pandemic hit in the US, um, and I was working full-time in a supermarket as a retail dietitian, and my professional world got turned upside down. It was fairly chaotic. Scratch that. It was really chaotic, and there's so much uncertainty. It was really stressful. Then in, I think it was April, May at the latest, I started grad school part-time because why not, Right. (laughs) Um that's also the month that I started my podcast, okay? Um and then in August of 2020 I got engaged and I was running Empowering Dietitians part-time and seeing nutrition clients through a virtual private practice part-time. So by the fall of 2020 I was like let's go through this list of what I was committed to and what I had on my plate. I was still navigating the pandemic both personally and professionally. I was running two different virtual businesses, going to grad school, running a podcast, and planning a wedding. So yeah, I crashed and burned. Hard. That was the year I decided to leave my full-time job. And that was a big decision. And it was a big change. In fact, it is often one of the biggest decisions and changes that people who burn out make. They think, okay, this job is burning me out, so I'm going to leave it, and that will fix my problems. So I left. For more reasons than just burnout. But I left. My last day, uh, I believe, was December 11th, 2020. So close to the end of the year. And did it help? Sure. In a lot of ways. I, I certainly haven't been the same level of burnt out for the past two years. But I spent nine months in burnout mode leading up to that just trying to survive and cope. It's not like I fell asleep on December 11th and woke up December 12th feeling like totally refreshed and reinvigorated, like a new human being. I was happy. Don't get me wrong. I I was super happy going to work for myself that that first day um, that I came back and kind of launched full-time in my business, but I was still very much in the healing phase. So. Let's pause and do a check-in. When did you first start to burn out? And not like, when did you notice it? But after noticing it, can you look back and think when it actually started? Because chances are it began before you realized it. I wish I had a convenient rule of thumb, like give yourself three months of recovery time for every month of burnout that you experienced. I don't have that. But I will say that you're probably going to need more time in recovery than you did in burnout itself. Of course, depending on your unique circumstances, there's a lot that could impact that. I don't want anyone to be like, oh my God, I'm never getting out of burnout then. You will. You can. It's just going to take a little while. So, anyway, here I am. I made this huge decision. And I know a lot of other dietitians who do this, they quit their jobs. That are burning them out and they either find something new or what happens quite often is they start a business themselves because that's the promised land right the the messaging out there right now is start a virtual business work from home set your hours and boundaries and say goodbye to burnout except we've all been conditioned through the lens of hustle culture and a lot of the times the only bosses we've ever known have been deeply entrenched in hustle culture too and I've had a lot of dietitians come into supervision here at Empowering Dietitians because they've made the switch to entrepreneurship thinking it would solve all their burnout. And then it didn't. Um, because the grand sweeping gesture like quitting our jobs, it doesn't mean anything if we perpetuate the same hustle mentality that we did as employees under someone else's organization. In other words... Are you, as a boss, any kinder and more compassionate to yourself than your former boss was? This means that the first thing that we have to consider is, sure, you quit your job or reduced your hours. In this case, with this dietitian's question, they reduced their hours. They went to PRN status. But what expectations or judgments are you clinging to during this early stage of your recovery? Again, this is going to take more time than we want it to. I'm telling you this as a very impatient human who wants to see results and wants to see results yesterday. I get it, right? So we're like, all right, I quit my job. I'm going to give myself a week to just chill and relax. And I'm going to dive into my business, right? Or maybe we give ourselves a month, whatever it is. We often decide in advance how much time we quote unquote, should need to recover. And then we feel all sorts of emotions and have all sorts of thoughts when that projected deadline arrives, and we're still feeling pretty run down and unmotivated. This is why it's really important to understand yourself during the recovery process. And By no means do you need to recover by working for yourself or starting a business. Um, In fact, in a lot of ways, owning a business can be burnout central if we're not really intentional. But because this dietitian's question is focused a lot around starting their own business, we're going to stick with that today. So when you're starting a business, especially if you're coming at it from a space of burnout, you have to know yourself. It's why I spend so much time with my supervisees on values, personality, preferences, energy, like all of the things. You want to know what your energy flow is like, how you work best, where you work best, how much work feels right to you, what's important to you, and what you have the capacity for. If you're anything like me, you're overly ambitious. I'm Honestly, like full transparency, at times I am outright delusional about what I can handle and accomplish. (laughs) I'm finally getting to a place where I can like more accurately anticipate how much I can take on, like realistically. And I still override that knowledge pretty regularly. It takes a lot of check-ins and like heart-to-heart moments with my brain to be like Jess. You know this is too much don't do it. And like actually listen to that voice in my head saying, don't do it. So this is a hard step. Some of the questions that you may want to reflect on would be, do I have the privilege and luxury of giving myself an unended uh, amount of time to recover? Or are there certain real life constraints that I need to be mindful of? You know, if you are the the primary breadwinner of the family or you live by yourself, you are fully independent, that is going to look very different from if you're in a situation where you can go an extended period of time without an income. Another question that you might want to reflect on would be, what are my thoughts, assumptions, and judgments about burnout and recovery progress? And how might those be influencing my feelings and my day-to-day experience? And the last one is, am I actually ready to take on more? Or am I rushing into taking on more because I'm anxious to put recovery behind me and get on with my goals, aspirations, and life? Go back and listen to those questions again pause if you need to like stop and reflect on them. Take some time because those are hard-hitting questions and they deal with a lot of our core beliefs and they can get a little bit messy, right? I also can't answer any of those for you. I don't answer those questions for my supervisees. I can help them like untangle the mess of those thoughts and make sense of it, but I can never answer them. I also can't tell you when you're definitely ready to take on more or not. So let's circle back to the specific questions that this dietitian asked, just for like organization's sake. Check in on how we're doing with answering them. The first question was, do you have any suggestions on how I can make myself uh, in a routine or get myself in a routine for working on my business? We haven't addressed this one yet. TBD. Um, The other one was, I'm also going back to the gym next week, and I feel anxious about this too, adding it into my workday. This wasn't a formal question, but we're going to address this specifically in just a moment. And then uh, the, the two remaining questions, is this residual burnout? Yes, we answered that one. Yes, it is residual burnout. And chances are, if you're listening and you're wondering the same thing, if you're wondering it, the answer is probably yes. And honestly, it doesn't hurt much to treat it like residual burnout, even if it's not. But you can do a lot of damage if you treat residual burnout like it's not residual burnout, right? Um, so it it's a situation where playing it safe is uh, probably an advisable choice. And then lastly, should I be concerned? Let's Let's talk about that one before we move on. Um, I can't fully answer that one. Uh, This also brings up some additional questions. Concerned of what specifically? If it is residual burnout, what are you afraid of? What are you making that mean in your mind? Like what implications does it have if this is residual burnout? I don't know if I'd say I'm as a supervisor, if I'm concerned, but I do urge us all to take the issue of burnout more seriously than we often do. And to not view it as this like monster to vanquish and like the faster, the better. It's something that we are likely to live with for a long time. It's why uh, in my group program, when we get to the module on burnout, um, it's all about coping with burnout. It's not specifically focused right away on like actively recovering part of it is like learning to live in the midst of burnout for a little bit because that's the reality of what you're going to have to do so then the question becomes less of like how do i get over this damn thing already and more how can i readjust my expectations and honestly potentially my lifestyle overall to create an environment that's less likely to contribute to burnout and more likely to be something that slowly over time fills me back up. It's more of a mindset shift than a set of check boxes that we tick off on a to-do list. So to this dietitian who posed the question. Let's assume that this is residual burnout. I encourage you to take some time to sort through the emotions and thoughts surrounding that. Maybe there's some grief involved over the fact that your life as a new business owner doesn't look or feel how you imagined it, or that you don't have the capacity to engage in certain things that you once loved, at least at this point in time. Don't rush through this space. And you know what I'm going to say because you've worked with me. <laughs> but for everyone listening as well, sit with the discomfort. I know it's not your favorite thing. It's important. And so it's with this line of thought that we kind of get to the consideration of the gym. And we can replace the gym with almost any extra like thing that we're trying to add back into our lives. Again, this is highly individualized. And sometimes you won't know if you're ready to reincorporate an activity until you try it and see how it goes. Again, go in without assumptions or expectations. There are no shoulds here. So if you go and feel great, awesome. If you go and feel like trash, then maybe it's a little too soon. There are also so many other variables we can consider. Again, think about what this activity means to you. What is the draw or appeal of getting it back into your life? How do you feel about yourself and your identity without it being in your life? Is the urge to return to it, does that feel natural and inspiring? Or does it feel like another should or compulsion? We can also ask ourselves questions about what purpose the activity serves for us. In the case of the gym, again, what purpose does that serve in your life? And is the gym the only way to fill that space or purpose? Are there other ways that you can derive whatever it is? Maybe it's stress relief or confidence. Maybe it's a boost of endorphins or a feeling of accomplishment. It could be anything. I'm just listing some things off the top of my head that we often associate with movement or gym membership. Does it have to come from the gym? What are the benefits of it coming from the gym versus somewhere else? Are there other forms of movement that would feel fulfilling without whatever risk or concern is tied up in adding the gym back in? And I didn't put this in my notes, but some another question that's really coming to my mind is, um, and now I've lost my train of thought, <laughs> This is what happens when I go off script. I had a thought in my head of another question that I would really encourage us to reflect on. If I think of it, I'll come back to it. Again, we're going with the flow here, folks. So anyway, there are a lot of different things that we can go and reflect on. um, And really, oh, I thought of it. See, the other thing that we want to think about is... um, How do you feel thinking about the idea of putting this back in? That's also something that we can gain a lot of insight into. So when you think about the idea of going to the gym, how does that feel? What are the thoughts? What are the fears? What are the concerns? All of the things. Because if there's a really big difference between saying, like, I feel like I have to get this back in and it's taking too long and I've been away too long, right? That's a very different thought from I really miss going and I feel a really strong draw to the gym and it feels like a good time, right? It goes back to that, are we rushing into this or does this feel like a good time? All right. So really, again, like I said, the list of reflection questions are nearly endless here. I'm sure I could think of more. Um, But ultimately, we really want to get curious about all aspects of this. And then because life isn't a giant thought experiment, right? We can't just like think our way through life. We eventually have to actually stop mulling it over and actually live our lives, right? We have to make a decision. Try it. And be ready for whatever your body and brain tell you as a result of it. And trust me, as someone who is like a chronic overthinker, and I try to like think through everything in its entirety before taking action, um, I understand how hard it can be to like take that action. But sometimes we can't think our way through it. And it may not be black and white either. It may not be like this dichotomy between either, yes, the gym is fantastic right now, or like, no, I can't do the gym at all. It might be something in between. It could mean that you go sporadically or for a shorter duration. Some days, in all honesty, will likely be better than others. So really challenge that dichotomous thinking that we get so susceptible to in situations like this. Again, what this really all comes down to is that grace and compassion for how slow and messy this process is, is so important and how no one, not even that mean little high pressure voice in your head gets to tell you what's right for you in any given moment. And there you have it. My very long response to a listener question. If you have questions that you've been grappling with, first and foremost, I warmly invite you into supervision because as you can see, even seemingly straightforward questions, have so many layers and directions to explore. And it can be so helpful to have the space to talk it out. So it's not just me talking at you, posing the questions, but us having a dialogue around it and helping you gain clarity, right? Or if that's not your your in the cards right now, I should say, you can submit a question to me to address on the podcast. Absolutely. Um, We won't have that same awesome dialogue that comes with supervision um, that really can help with the the clarity and the perspective. Um, But I may instead like wind up opening a Pandora's box of possibilities and follow-up questions, but I am happy to lend my thoughts in the hopes that it not only gets your gears turning, but also helps others who are listening. So, Thank you for listening, and stay tuned next week for a really special episode with not one, but two of my favorite dietitians slash humans, Celestina Brunetti from the Dietitian Collaborative and Laura Jean from Dietitian Values. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowering Dietitians podcast. Your support means the world to me. If you find yourself struggling as a dietitian, I'd love to be able to support you in return. The next cohort of the Empowering Dietitians Group Program is starting in October and enrollment is open now. This program is uniquely designed to hold space for you as a practitioner. Experience the transformative power of small group support where you can show up each week in all of your messiness and know that your cohort and I will be there every step of the way through the tears, the frustration, the fear, the changes in your career, the wins, all of it. Learn more about this program, which past participants have called life-changing at wwwempoweringdietitianscom slash group. That's www.empoweringdieticians.com slash g-r-o-u-p.